Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. I'm back. We're back. Welcome to Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Morgan Colby. Rick is not with me today. He's visiting family. He will be back for the Thursday show. Uh, and then we'll do the starts and sit show together. And we'll end off this fantasy football season strong. Um, last week, obviously a tough week. Christmas. I spent, I think, three straight days shopping. So uh, not, not very busy. But it was nice to enjoy a nice day with my family. And hopefully you enjoyed your Christmas as well. Um, but today... You may you may be coming off a win to go to your fantasy championship. And you you could be fighting for one of these, or maybe something a little bit smaller, maybe one of these. One of these, yeah. Uh but you're you're going for your fantasy championship this week. The season has come to a uh is coming to a conclusion at this point for fantasy football. And we started all the way back in January or yeah, I would say the second week of January, breaking down this season, talking about players that you should add, you shouldn't add, breaking down the draft, breaking down OTAs, training camp, breaking down you know your drafts in August, uh, breaking down seasonal decisions here, and it all comes down to this week where you have a chance to fight for the fantasy championship. I in the home league fell short. Diggs and Kincaid, man, I'll talk about them later, but you people, you people are the worst. You're the worst. Um... So I'm not, I didn't make the home league championship, but I do have a championship in another league. I got to win that one. Um, so it should be interesting. It should be fun. Um, we are going to break down, or I'm going to break down uh, this past week, week 16. And then uh, we'll talk about some waiver wire ads for this week in your final week of the, the regular season. Next week's content, just to give you an update. We are going to do um, a waiver wire show for those of you that do a week 18 championship, and then we'll do a starts and sits episode for the uh, week 18 championship if you choose to do such nonsense. Um, but I doubt that that will be the case for you guys uh, because you're doing week 17 championship if you listen to the show. Uh, but we'll still do that content. And then starting in the first week of January after, or the second week of January, after January 7th football games, um, Rick and I will come back at you, break down the season for a couple of weeks, and then we'll jump into uh, some really interesting off-season content, get you ready for the draft, get you ready for everything as we cruise towards Super Bowl 57 or 8. I can't remember which one it was. but um, So anyway, a lot of stuff to get to in this fantasy championship week. Um, but today we're going to do that weekly recap from week 16 do the waiver wire breakdown before we do that check our website fantasygymnast.com follow us on twitter instagram facebook tiktok if you're listening on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher or any other podcasting platforms please leave a review share this pod with your friends if you're watching on youtube subscribe click the bell for notifications like comment down below any questions you may have for us um all right let's break down i'm gonna try to go fast today i got stuff to do this is the day after christmas for whatever reason it's still busy um but let's talk about the QB booms, QB busts for the week, and actually the busts and the booms for all of the, the games. Um, the first boom, though, at the quarterback position that we're going to talk about, Joe Flacco had 26.8 fantasy points. This, this supplants an interesting grouping of games for Joe Flacco. And uh, it was it's interesting because he's kind of had like a, 
um, a resurgence. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I think somebody called it a Flacco-sance, like a renaissance, but with Joe Flacco. Uh, and he kind of came in, wasn't on a team for most of the season, finally got a, a shot with the Browns when, you know, um, all of their quarterbacks weren't playing well and, and Deshaun Watson went down. Started in week 13. He had 17 fantasy points then, um, or around 15 fantasy. Uh, no, he had 17 fantasy points then. Then he had 21, 20, and then 28 this week uh, versus Houston. Um, I have him at 26.8 for regular scoring leagues. So um, he has been playing out of his mind for these these four weeks, um, putting up almost 300 yards a game. It's been crazy. And if we look at weeks 13 to 16 in the games that he has started, Joe Flacco so far is the QB1 in that stretch of time, 85 fantasy points. Interestingly enough, uh, Jake Browning is number one at the quarterback position, and Matt Stafford is number two in that stretch of games. So, But if you had Joe Flacco on the season so far, congratulations. If you started him this week, congratulations. I think at this point he has to probably be considered a start. Um, but I feel like at some point a game is going to happen where Flacco ends up falling apart. The funniest, the, the funniest thing is, is that uh, I did not have Joe Flacco making the playoffs on my bingo card this year. And if the Browns make the playoffs, that is going to be freaking hilarious to see Joe Flacco playing for the Browns in the playoffs. Um, I mean, he spent all those years. I think it was the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Josh Allen, 26 points. So, did exactly what you anticipate from him. You know what I mean? He always does that. The, the Bills seem to have a completely different offensive attack at this point that's more predicated on the run, which benefits Josh Allen a lot because he's able to rush it for touchdowns. He's able to, you know, uh, rush it on the ground in a lot of ways, and he also throws it for touchdowns as well. Uh, Derek Carr had 26 fantasy points here in Week 16 as well, so a very good game for the Raiders who beat the Chiefs, and Chiefs are now 1-3 and three in December, which is crazy. Uh, I, was, I was telling Rick this morning when I texted him, I said, bro, the freaking Chiefs had, I, I think, under Patrick Mahomes and during the Patrick Mahomes era, I don't think the Chiefs lost in December, with the exception of maybe his first year starting when he lost to the Patriots, I believe, in December. But um, he has not, he didn't lose a lot of games in December, and now he's one in three. So that's crazy. This season's not going well for, um, for the Chiefs. But Derek Carr ends up at 26 points. I don't know why I talked about Patrick Mahomes. Like, Derek Carr was still on the Raiders there for a second. My brain just reverted back to another year. Uh, Derek Carr is on the Saints now, and he had 26 points. So, I, yes, the Chiefs thing still stands, but it was not the Raiders that beat Derek Carr beat. Uh, anyway, see, this is what happens when you come from Thanksgiving. The next, I mean, um, Christmas, the next day. Uh, but anyway, so those are your booms at the quarterback position. Busts, Sam Howell had 2.1. I'm not sure if Hal got hurt in this game or they, I think they might have benched him. I'm not entirely sure. Um, he was benched. Yeah. He was benched in the third quarter, but he had three quarters to, to put up some, some fantasy points and he did not. So he was on the struggle bus. If you started him, you probably lost your matchup because he did nothing. Um, Brock Purdy threw, I think four picks in the game, three picks in the game, uh, may have been four, but he had six fantasy points in this game. Did not perform well at all. He got benched as well late in the game when they were down two or three scores. So, um, you know, Purdy ended up not finishing the game, struggled a lot against that really good Baltimore defense. Um, and if you started him, you probably lost this week as well. And then Trevor Lawrence, man, the the, the dude we have talked about in the past, his just inconsistencies, um, you know, his inconsistencies on the season. But in this, in this situation, Trevor Lawrence just, you know, 
fell flat on his face this week, scoring 11 fantasy points and, and didn't really hold it together in any way, shape or form uh, for your fantasy teams. Um, since week 14, he's had week 15, he had 12 week 16. He had nine. So, I mean, at this point, like if you somehow made it to the fantasy championship with starting Trevor Lawrence as your, your quarterback, uh, it is likely to stream. I, I would stream. I, I like, I know he's facing Carolina and I know that's probably going to be a game that he can win. But ever since that injury, he has not been performing well. He only played in 68% of the, the snaps in the game. So he was pulled for whatever reason. He's diagnosed with a sprained shoulder after the game. So I don't know if he's even going to play this upcoming week, but he disappoints even if he played the full game. Um, just disappointing for Trevor Lawrence on the season as a whole. Uh, so let's talk about some running back booms and busts. Brees Hall, 43.1. This guy just went bonkers this week. He absolutely went off and... This is one of those games that if you were in the fantasy playoffs and you had Brees Hall, that he won you a week. And we're going to talk about the next one, but this is one of those games where you think back and you're like, oh my God, Brees won me that game. He's had some disappointing weeks. Week 15, he had two. So like, it's likely that with two points on your roster that you may have not made it to the next round. But if you did and he scored 43, he saved himself massively. Uh, has had a decent second half of the season here. He did have a cold stretch, but he's been he's been cooking. So Brees, love him. Uh, CMC had 25 points, so he did what he needed to do uh, for your teams, but he didn't have a monster performance. So if that's what you were looking for, maybe not. And then Jameer Gibbs had 24.1. So good job for Jameer Gibbs. He's been consistently good here in the second half of the season since he kind of took over the starting role. Love to see it. Um, and he's going to be one of my favorite running backs heading into 2024, guys. Uh, Bus. A-Chain was torching at the beginning of the season. He was he was playing as good a, a running back, as good as a running back can in fantasy football. And I think he became one of the hottest commodities, and then he ended up getting hurt. Um, and so I think A-Chan, um, or A-Chain, or whatever, the, however you say his name, um, he, you know, he had that stretch where he had 51, 27, and 20. He kind of earned his spot, got hurt after 48, after only half the game played, um, you know, and... Uh, ended up missing a lot of time, including a bye week, five weeks. And then he came back and he got hurt again, missed more time. And then he came back and had 25 points. But since then he's just 12, nine and uh, four. And he's had around 50, 40 to 50% snap percentage. So he's been getting the opportunity just hasn't been explosive and hasn't been great here in the second half of the season. I don't know what we're looking at with Devin a chain going into next year. I mean, obviously this is a guy that probably will take, the lion's share of the carries for uh, Miami next season if they don't go out and get another running back. Um, but, you know, it is interesting to see that he kind of fell apart. And if you were waiting for him to come off IR so he could be a flex or something for you, um, you didn't get that. And uh, he's been disappointing. Uh, James Cook had um, five fantasy points this week. So while he's been great over this, you know, last three, four weeks, um, he does come back down to earth and he only gets five points. So, disappointing performance for James Cook and then Tony Pollard man I just this has been the story of Tony Pollard all year and I don't really think it's Tony Pollard necessarily being inefficient in any way um in terms of being a bust for the season I would say because he's he's RB13 on the season so he hasn't really been horrible he's been decent um oh you know he's basically an RB2 on most teams but there has just been so many bust games for this dude you know, on the season, this is these are his totals for the whole season. 21, 19, 15 for the first three weeks. Really good there. 9, 7, two bad games, and then he has 17 against the Chargers. 
And then he has his bye week, and then he comes out and gets six, nine, and five. And at that point, a lot of people started turning off. And then he finally got back into the end zone a couple weeks in a row, had 18, 21, 17, 16. So then he came back, had a resurgence, and now he had seven and five in the fantasy playoffs. Not great. You know, he did have Buffalo and Miami. You know what I mean? Miami, not a great run defense. Buffalo, a little bit better than than they show. Um, but it's just not great. And if you somehow survived and you're facing Detroit uh, this week, then that's a decent matchup for you, I guess. But this is just one of those situations for, for Tony Pollard where it's like, you know, he's a good running back. He has really good performances, but there's been a lot of weeks where like his, his inconsistencies have shown and he hasn't been consistently putting together good performance against tough matchups. He has a tough time putting up fantasy points. So, you know, he's been just a disappointment, I think, for what people anticipated him being, but he's right around his ADP. So what else do you kind of expect for him? Um, so Pollard, yeah, busts out for you this week. At the wide receiver position, some booms. We had 51 points from Amari Cooper. It, any, if anyone played Amari Cooper, I apologize. Like if I, I can't give you any fantasy advice for, for a guy named Amari Cooper going off, but he had 51 points in this game again, um, for the Browns. And like, to me, I, that's something that you can't overcome in a game most times. So, I mean, if you played them, that's just the luck of the draw at this point. But, um, there was a team in our home league that, uh, they lost to me last week because Amari Cooper did not have a great game, and he scored 180, I think it was 180 something fantasy points this week uh, in the in the losers bracket because uh, he had Amari Cooper. So, uh, but Amari Cooper, 51 points. If you had him, congratulations. Uh, George Pickens had 35 fantasy points. This guy is turning into like he kind of reminds me a little bit of um, like just slightly of Mike Williams. Uh, and play style wise, uh, maybe a little bit different, but I think the boom and bust fantasy football aspect of it is the same where when Mike Williams started to come onto the scene a lot, he was having these massive explosion games where he'd score a ton of fantasy points and it was good to have him in your flex, but there were going to be lean weeks. Um, I think a better comparison would probably be like two years ago and last year, Gabe Davis, um, where he has some monster performances and does some really good things and then, you know, sucks. So I don't know if you should start him next week. I would be concerned with it if at this point, but he has a really good game this week. That was, you know, great performance for George Pickens. Uh, and then Puka Nakua, 33 fantasy points. I think if I had to go on on a limb and say that there was going to be a league winner, like if Cooper has a good week next week, he could be a league winner. But Puka Nakua, definitely a league winner because he was a guy that was a waiver wire ad early in the season, and he basically became Cooper Cup. He, he, he didn't take Cooper Cup's job, but he became fantasy football wise what Cooper Cup had been on the Rams in the past. And if you were able just to pick that up off the waiver wire, that gave you a significant advantage. And I think in a lot of leagues that I'm in, the person that had Puka Nakua is is most likely going to win the fantasy championship just because they they have that kid. And if he goes out and has a monster week next week, uh, you know, with the Rams, then that could go. It just reaffirms that. Um, wide receiver busts. We had Cortland Sutton with zero. I believe he got hurt in the game. So that's why he had zero, but, um, disappointing game from him. Jordan Addison, 1.2. He also got hurt, but, uh, you probably started him disappointing game from him. And then Devonte Adams had 1.4. So if you were relying on Devonte Adams to get this far in the season with Aiden O'Connell and score fantasy points for you, like, I don't know, I don't know what you're asking for, but he's like, he's a decent wide receiver two or flex at this point. And, uh, if you were relying on him as a one, that's not great news. Um, tight end booms just to get him over with George Kittle, 
19.6, so he had a great game despite the 49ers losing and despite Brock Purdy not playing well. Uh, you know, Kittle, great game. Chiga Kwankwu from the Titans, he had a monster game as well. 18 fantasy points. I think having uh, Ryan Tannehill in, Tannehill in there is a benefit because he loves to throw it to the tight end position. Uh, and then Evan Ingram had 17.5, so some good tight end performances. I don't know if we want to go chasing after Chig. I'll talk about it on the waiver wire portion of the show. We'll see. We'll see what we want to do there. But um, and then Evan Ingram continue, like I said, continues to have really good good weeks. And then tight end bust this week. I don't know if you guys started these guys, but Muth was zero. So if you did start him, Fryermuth got this signed helmet from Fryermuth. Uh, he he scored zero. So I'm glad I didn't have him in my lineups this week because if I did. Would have ended up with issues. Taysom Hill had 0.2 fantasy points. Um, you know, the the renaissance of Taysom Hill in the middle of the season was was awesome, but late here he has not been able to get involved in a lot of ways. And I, I would imagine that the fantasy championship week he goes off, but um he has a he he has a struggle bus week this week and doesn't perform well. And then Dalton Kincaid. This is I, I saved this for last year, uh, mostly because it was the tight end busts and you know. I always save them for last. But Dalton Kin freaking Cade. Stefan freaking Diggs. That whole like I, I, I have a I have some notes on them. A, I I if I'm in the fantasy championship this week and I have Dalton Kincaid and I didn't lose. Okay. Which I was hoping that I would end up doing, but I just couldn't get enough fantasy points to get past the dude that uh that was that's going to the championship in the home league. Uh, but Kincaid as greater as a great a tight end as he was in the middle of the season, Dawson Knox came back, and it was interesting because I wanted to see I wanted to see the snap percentages um, for Kincaid in this game because I noticed a trend last week with Kincaid, and I almost I wish I had acted on it instead of just you know taking it for what it was. But Dawson Knox came back basically after the bye, or I think it was, I don't know. I can't remember if it was for the KC game. I want to check that out um, really fast because I want to see if Knox played in the KC game. So he did play in the KC game, but he was limited. Um, And so Kincaid was the feature tight end still in the offense. Um, Seven fantasy points is what Kincaid had, but he had 78% snap percentage. And the following week after that, I noticed that the Bills started to run the ball a lot more against Dallas. And uh, 49% snap percentage for Dalton Kincaid. He had 42% snap percentage against the Chargers. In those two games where he was under 50%, he had a total of two targets per game. He had four total targets in two games, both in the playoffs. So he kind of, like, in that middle part of the season, from week seven to all the way to week 14, he was producing as a good fantasy tight end and then just disappeared in the playoffs. And it's just, it was too late for me to pivot and move off of him. And so um, at this point, if you made it to the fantasy championship, my advice to you would be to pivot off of Dawson. I mean, uh, Dalton Kincaid. If he goes off next week, then I'm willing to eat, to bite the bullet and eat that, but play it safe in your fantasy championship and go after a tight end who's going to score. Kincaid's going to be one of the hottest commodities in fantasy football next year. Like, seriously, one of the hottest commodities. He's tight end 13 on the year. He's had a really good rookie season, but it just didn't get the job done here at the end of the season. You know, and and I think at this point, you have to be smart. You have to pivot, find another tight end that can get you fantasy points. We'll talk about that on the waiver wire program, but you have to move off of him. As far as Diggs, it's just... 
Diggs, your first round pick, you got to eat it. You just got to eat it and go with it. And Diggs has been terrible two straight seasons now. Last year, I think he had like one, seven, and 10 in the playoffs or something like that. This year, he also has a similar horrible playoff. Like, fantasy playoffs have not been beneficial for Stefan Diggs. And it's making me like, I don't want to uh, react to the poor situations that are going on with Diggs, but. It's hard when you're in the fantasy championship. You gotta make decisions, and Diggs has not been good. Like, makes me want to freaking bench him. But anyway, um, so the Bills have not been producing a lot of fantasy production. Like the three high, the only guy that scored fantasy points this week that would probably be startable for the Bills was Josh Allen. So anyway, those are your booms and busts. Hopefully, you got your way to the fantasy championship with some of these booms. Um, Brees Hall, Amari Cooper. Hey, in the comments, I want screenshots. If you can upload pictures in the YouTube comments, which I don't know if you can do, I want screenshots of your rosters with freaking Amari Cooper and Brees Hall. Uh, 90 fantasy points, 95 fantasy points right there. So, crazy. Um, all right, as we usually do, we're going to pop into the uh, into the Sleeper app and, uh, and talk about some trending players that are getting added in fantasy football redraft leagues and talk about... Uh, guys that you can add um, at this point in the year there's not a lot of guys that are available and out there and because it's the last week of the, the season you know like you're likely just looking for maybe a streaming quarterback or a tight end that you can play or maybe just one bottom end flex but if you haven't made the proper decisions at this point for your team to get all the way to the end obviously um, that's not great but we are going to do one more here for the waiver wire for the boys to win the championship so let's do it um, at the quarterback position, there are, there are a few guys that you can think about. Now, a bunch of people are adding Joe Flacco. He's rostered in 31% of leagues. End of season here, he plays the New York Jets. So this is going to be the toughest game for Joe Flacco on the schedule. And it makes me really nervous. I know he's been scoring great fantasy points. I know he's been a top big quarterback in fantasy football since week 13. I know all of that. He played the Rams, Jacksonville, Chicago, Houston. All three, all four of those defenses aren't really daunting defenses. They might, some of them are good, but they're not daunting defenses that you can't beat. I have a hard time believing that Joe Flacco is going to go in this game and score a ton of fantasy points. And I think at some point he has to come down to earth and this game against the Jets will probably be that game because their defense is so good. So I'm nervous about Flacco. You can pick, pick him up. Nothing, you got, um, you got nothing to lose. You got nothing to lose picking up Joe Flacco. Just pick him up, put him on your roster, and you can make the decision later in the week. Um, that's what I would do. Um, but I would say there's probably a good shot that Joe Flacco will be on my sit list at the end of the week. So if if you you know if you really don't have the roster space and you don't want to drop, you don't want to drop somebody for him, then you don't have to. But I'd rather have him on my team and keep him away from somebody else who could boom than go the other way. So let's play a little blocker and get Get Joe Flacco on our team. Um, okay, there's some other guys out here. You know, obviously Derek Carr had a big game, but he hasn't really been super duper fantasy relevant. Um, he hasn't really been super duper fantasy relevant. But uh, yeah, I, I I wouldn't pick up Derek Carr. I don't I don't think there's going to be super super big efficient performances here here at the end of the season. He does have Tampa Bay at the end of the year, so not a great situation for him. Um, outside of that, Russ would probably be a guy that I pick up as well. Um, he had, he had a, a pretty good, I think a 23 fantasy point performance against new England. He had the chargers 
in that game uh, this week in week 17. So I think that's a good matchup for Russ. I think uh, he'll, he'll perform well in that game and he could be a streaming option as well. Another guy that's out there is Baker Mayfield, who has had some really good performances here at the end of the season. Um, he has New Orleans here coming up. So not a bad matchup. Baker's okay as well. So I would say if I had to choose, it would be Russ, Baker, Carr, and then Joe Flacco last. I have not I have no interest in Mason Rudolph. He'll he'll fall apart at some point. Um, all right, that's the quarterbacks. Let's talk about the running backs. Um, like I said, the running back and wide receiver positions probably aren't gonna give you much. Um just because like you know, going into the fantasy championship, your roster is probably already set. You probably already have guys on on your bench, and there's not really a lot of opportunities here. But um, for me, you know, Khalil Herbert had 19 points this week, so if you want to take a shot on him, you can. Um, the other guy, 23% rostered, is Zamir White. He's had two really good weeks in a row. I don't know if Josh Jacobs has been involved in the game, so I'm going to pull that up really fast. Um, Josh Jacobs, um, he did play in the game against Minnesota, but he did not play the last two weeks. I don't know if he is, is going to play this week. Um, if he doesn't, then Zamir white becomes a really good play at one of your flex spots. I think, um, if he does end up playing, then, you know, you're in kind of a tough situation, but Zamir white, definitely one of those circumstances where, you know, he, I think he, he's one of my favorite ads at the running back position this week. Um, but outside of that, nobody really available for me that I want to roster, um, going into the end of the season here, wide receivers, it's a dumpster fire to Mario Douglas. Maybe, you know, Bailey Zappi has been looking a little bit better. The Patriots offense has, has looked okay. Um, he's still getting targeted a lot. Douglas has. Um, so, I mean, he might go up against Buffalo and get a 12 to 15 point game. I'd roster him if you want to. Um, he's only rostered in 32% of leagues. Romeo Dobbs, um, another guy, he had a big week this past week, four catches, 79 yards and a tutty, but didn't perform well. Um, uh, I mean, he has, he's, he hasn't performed well the last couple weeks, so that's a big risk against Minnesota, but I'd pick him up just a, you know, as a blocker. Um, and then outside of that, I don't, I don't see a lot of guys at the wide receiver position that I want to add. Obviously this time of year, you should have your running backs and wide receivers set. Finally, let's talk about the tight end. You 1000% should go out and grab Chica Kwonkwo. I know it's been tough on the season and he hasn't had a lot of really good performances, but at this point, if you need a tight end, he just literally, he's had six, six, three and six, the last four weeks in terms of the target share that he has gotten. He, this past week had 18 fantasy points. I don't know when Will Levis is going to get back. And it seems that when Ryan Tannehill is in, he throws it to the tight end position. This could be beneficial and a breakout game for Chig. And I'd rather take the, if you don't have a tight end, I'd rather take the shot on Chig Aquankwu than take the risk on anything else. So I would say at this point for Chig, get him on your roster and roster him. Um, 30% rostered, so he's definitely available in your leagues. Uh, there were some injuries for the tight end position for the, the Packers. Um, earlier in the season, they had another rookie tight end that was coming on, and now Tucker Kraft is starting to come on. He had 10-15-10, so um, if you desperately need a tight end and a deeper, deeper play, him against you know Minnesota, not a horrible option. But outside of that, I don't see too many options that you could go with. Hunter Henry did miss time this week. If This is a risky play, but the last two weeks with Bailey Zappi starting since he got a little bit more comfortable after that Chargers game, he has had 19 and 19. So if you want to go grab Hunter Henry if he starts in week 17 against Buffalo, I think this is a good opportunity to do it. 
Because as the Patriots start having more of the ability to push the sidelines, it opens up the middle of the field a little bit, and that gives Hunter Henry an out to maybe catch a touchdown or do some things. He was out this past week, like I said, so he's probably available. I'd pick him up and see if you can you can start him in place of Kincaid or somebody like that. It's a risk play, but I think it's worth it. Um, outside of that, there's no one else available at any of these positions that I realistically want. Um, so that'll conclude the waiver wire portion of this show. And that'll conclude the show for, for this episode. Uh, like I said, Rick is going to be back with us to talk about the Thursday night football game. Last one of the season. We make our final picks. Rick already won that by a mile. And then we have starts and sits on Thursday. So be sure to check those episodes out. Leave a comment down below. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.